Although every hour of your day is busy, do you end each day wondering what the heck you accomplished in pursuit of your goals and dreams? The thing is, effective scheduling isn't usually a skill that business owners are born with. It takes knowledge, time, and practice to get better with planning your time in a way that maximizes your productivity, but creates time for personal goals, fun, and self-care. Today, we're shortening your learning curve by sharing five simple steps to be massively productive in your business every day. Hey you, you're listening to the Messy Desk Podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to achieve more without the overwhelm and drama. Because although business and life get messy, that doesn't mean things have to be hard. Join us as we help you cope with the chaos and banish your barriers so that you can move forward in your entrepreneurial journey. I'm Megan Monahan, And I'm Teresa Safali. Let's get on with it. Hello, Megan. Hi, Teresa. <laughs> and here we are again. This is a good topic today. I think it's going to help a lot of people. I think so too. Do you know what the number one killer of productivity is for business owners? What do you think it is? There are a lot of choices. <laughs> but since you're going to make me guess, I'm going to say distractions. You know, I'd have said the same thing, but I was reading statistics about small business owners the other day, and I came across the Business Pulse Survey that's conducted by the Alternative Board. And according to their results, business owners say that poor time management is the number one killer of their productivity. Hmm. Yeah. I found that really interesting, actually. And as I gave it more thought, I realized that distractions may not be the problem at all. I know we've talked about that many times, but I think instead of distractions being the problem, they're more of the symptom of a bigger problem. The real issue is a lack of time management. Well, you definitely piqued my interest with that. So I think maybe you need to go into a little more detail. Okay, sure. Um, when it comes to time management and productivity, you run your day or your day runs you. You pick. I think it's really that simple, but it always comes back to planning. Now, barring the unexpected like illness or some kind of technical glitch or an emergency, you are more productive when you have a plan and you stick to it. You have to plan your day in order to stay in control of it. So when I plan my day, I am massively productive. Which is no surprise, by the way. <laughs> well, you know, I just accomplish more important things. And those are the things that actually help me achieve my goals, right? Yeah. Focusing is also easier because then I know exactly what I should do and why it needs to get done. When I plan, the distractions don't tend to get in my way because I don't need to spend any time thinking about what to do. So I have fewer choices. And at least for me, that's a good thing. Making decisions in advance doesn't leave me much room for other things to sneak in and like get me off course. You know, I've experienced the same thing. Planning my days so that I know in advance what I'm doing is really a game changer for me. Although I've noticed that sometimes planning isn't enough to keep me focused. So if there's a task in front of me that's boring or that I don't like doing, I will find a way to distract myself. In general, though, I will say that planning does keep me on track. Okay. First of all, that's normal and it happens to me too. We all have those things that have to get done in our business, but 
they're boring, or you just don't plain like doing them, right? It's simple. In that case, you can break those tasks into smaller pieces. Um, you can also try the, using a reward system. So you reward yourself with something you enjoy. Sandwiching unpleasant tasks between those you don't like doing also can help with concentration. That's really good advice. Uh, you mentioned that making decisions ahead of your day keeps you focused. So tell us what kinds of decisions are you making? Good question. Well, obviously, I'm deciding what work I will do. But the other factors that come into play are the number of work blocks I have scheduled in any given day, the difficulty level of the work that I want to get done, and also the day of the week. I really love that you consider the day of the week because I do that too. I'm not surprised. <laughs> for me, for example, Mondays and Tuesdays are my very best days. I'm on fire early in the week. My energy's up and so is my willpower. I can take on the world and really complex tasks. So content creation and writing are easiest for me on Mondays and Tuesdays. Now, come Friday, it's a different story. I'm pretty much useless. <laughs> so on Fridays, I plan for work that's easier and more enjoyable. If I have to do something that requires more mental energy, though, I break those tasks into smaller, snackable actions. Yeah, oh, Friday, I don't know what it is, but on Fridays, I always want to clean the house, especially <laughs> in the summer. It is just so weird. I think it's because maybe we're going to have people over to the house, uh, you know, well, pre-COVID times. <laughs> so what's what happens to me is that I have very little interest in my business stuff on Fridays, and I want to put energy into other things. But just like you, Mondays and Tuesdays are typically my most productive days. And I try not to schedule any meetings at all on Mondays because I want to channel that energy into my business stuff. Now, getting back to planning, what are the consequences when you don't plan your day? Okay. Well, if I fail to plan my day in advance, it's a total free-for-all. When I'm not sure what I need to do, then everything seems like it's important. Those are the days that I feel really overwhelmed and I don't know what to do. I start my day then having to make too many decisions and I can make wrong decisions. For example, I may choose to do busy work. Those are the activities that aren't urgent or important in my business. Like, for example, reorganizing the files on my computer. Don't ask me how I know that. Or maybe I'll spend time surfing through Pinterest or Instagram. But when I start my day like that, it becomes an endless stream of chasing one distraction after another. And I just waste so much time. It makes it harder to then rein myself in and concentrate on the work that's truly significant. And it's on those types of days that I look back and think, wow, I was really, really busy today. However, I couldn't tell you what I actually accomplished because honestly, I accomplished nothing. And that means that I'm not making any progress on my business goals and it sets me back. Okay, I got it. So you're saying that when you approach your day with a plan, you stay focused, productive, and you make meaningful progress, right? Yes. And I don't know about you, but when I have those very fruitful days, I feel empowered. I feel stronger and smarter. And also, you know, it makes me want to take on more. You know, it's like I came, I saw, I kicked some butt, took some names, 
and you know I'm ready to I'm ready for more of that. Yeah, I, yeah, the same here. On the days that I have my time mapped out, I'm far more productive. I would say the challenge is consistency though. So how do you make planning easier so that you make steady progress every day? Well, okay, you won't be surprised, Megan, but in my opinion, everything that's worth doing needs a process. Ah, a process. Mm -hmm. A process is that step-by-step procedure that helps you achieve a specific end. When it comes to planning your day, having a process for doing so has many benefits. Are you saying that you need a plan for planning? That's exactly what I'm saying. Yeah, in a way, I'm saying you need a process for planning your days, period. Um, it just makes everything easier. So when, when you have a process, it helps you save time. You'll know the exact steps to take so you don't have to guess. Following a process will increase your confidence you know you've planned the right things and the right amount of time to do them. Following a process will keep you intentional because you'll have that bigger picture in mind when you plan your work. Following a process will keep you focused. You won't over plan or get diverted by other things. And following a plan will help you make better choices. You'll pick the right work to do. So today I wanted to share my five-step process for planning your day. Sound good? It does sound good. I'm really excited to hear your process. I think most people need help with planning, and guess what? I'm one of them. Yeah, you're not as bad as you think you are. You're actually. <laughs> I don't very love good. planning. <laughs> no, and and that's a thing. Since you brought that up, people don't like creating processes and planning because it sounds like work. And the truth is, in the beginning, it is a little bit of work because it requires more energy and thought. But once you've practiced, planning gets a lot easier. So something that took me a very long time to do in the beginning takes me, you know, five, 10 minutes at the end of the day to plan what I need to do for the next day. I, I promise you it gets better. I mean, it is a pain in the butt. However, having a plan, like you said, my favorite part about it is the confidence piece because you do feel this sense of like, ah, oh, I know what I'm doing. Right, right. So, you know, it's like when you are left without the plan, all those resistances to work come up, right? Especially yeah. around the things that you were talking about earlier, the things that you don't want to do or that you have low energy around or, you know, you just hate doing them. <laughs> so exactly. when you know, right, because when you plan, you know what the purpose is and how that piece helps you and moves you closer to achieving your goals. And I think that's the, the long and short of it. That's the most important part. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm excited about your process because uh, planning the plan <laughs> is easier when you have a process. So I oh, think sure. this is gonna be great. <laughs> All right, so let's just get started with step one, which is a really simple step, unless you've not been calendaring. Now, here's the thing. Step one is to consult your calendar first. Your calendar is a tool that is used to help you plan your priorities. Really simple. Using it well is imperative to successful time management and productivity. Now, I live and breathe by my calendar. When I honor the calendar, I'm liberated from chaos. And when I don't, I always regret it, like 100% of the time. So your calendar has three main purposes. First, 
It keeps you accountable. You know your due dates and your deadlines. Second, it prevents you from overcommitting, taking on too much at one time, right? Or overbooking yourself, which brings me to number three, which is aids in honoring your appointments with yourself. So those are your time blocks for work and for fun. Calendar is a good home base to manage your objectives and schedule related tasks. Always use your calendar to plan your time. Check for appointments and other previously planned commitments before you plan your activities for any given day. The tasks you plan on a day where you only have two available hours will look very different than a day where you have six. I'm just going to jump in here to remind everyone that it's not how many hours you have, but how you use those hours, right? Correct. That's right. It's why you plan. Planning keeps you proactive rather than reactive in your daily activities. So before you commit to anything, always check your calendar. I think I mentioned this before in previous episodes, but I also live by my calendar. I use a Google calendar to block my time and to schedule meetings. So my calendar syncs with my iPhone and my Apple Watch. I'm always aware of what I'm doing wherever I am. So I can look at my watch and see what's coming up next. If my day is blank, that means I didn't plan my time and that means I'm going to be less effective. Absolutely. Which brings us to step two, begin the night before. Now, don't underestimate preparation. To be a productivity powerhouse, you must know what to focus on and how those tasks move you forward in your goal. This is how planning and scheduling your time help you identify and complete the essential things that need to get done. Planning is really a pre-work step that can be completed in advance. Plan each day the night before. Just take five to 10 minutes at the end of the day and decide what you're going to work on and when for the next day. This way, when you sit down to work, you won't waste time figuring out what to do. You'll begin your day with a clear purpose, knowing that you're moving forward in your goals. I actually think that prepping for your day the night before is super helpful. Knowing what I'm doing in advance prepares my brain for the task. I get in the right mindset before I even start the day, which is super helpful for me. Now, as a creative person, there are days when I wake up and I need to follow my muse or my mood. Thankfully, I wake up super early, so sometimes I may wait until the early morning to plan my day, or I may modify the plan if I'm not feeling like I can accomplish what I had planned. Now, that certainly can happen. Remember that your plan is a suggestion as to how you'd like to use your time. The point is to be in action, not reaction. So feel free to be flexible. Just don't add more to the to-do list if you've already planned the night before. Replace the task. Don't try to do more things. Which brings me to the next step. So cramming lots of responsibilities into your schedule is one sure way to end the day feeling unsatisfied and inadequate. So step three is to avoid over-planning. When you over-plan, you set yourself up to fail. It's better to have time left over than to be left with incomplete work. So be diligent about giving yourself enough time to complete your tasks. That's so important. It really is. 
Um, and most people tend to over plan, not under plan. Over planning also leads to the temptation to multitask. Now, even though society has promoted multitasking as a good skill to have, we now know that multitasking compromises your ability to complete a task well. It also impairs your ability to function. Switching back and forth between tasks slows your progress and hampers your focus. Ah, oh, the myth of multitasking. Mm-hmm. That's right. In other words, multitasking is not a good thing. The more you jump from project to project, the more you'll lose focus and precious time. And then what happens? You'll get less done rather than increase your productivity. I actually really never thought about how over planning could lead to multitasking. That's very astute of you to call that out. Multitasking kills me. I mean, I'm just bad at it. I think I was better at it when I was younger, but now context switching reduces my productivity and it really hurts my head. And I think you already know this, but I'm a firm believer in editing. So why not apply editing to your plan? After you've planned out your day, walk away from your plan for a few minutes, then go back and look it over. The first time you planned your time, you may have been way too aggressive. Be honest with yourself. Review your plan and make adjustments. It's not about how many tasks you can cram into your day. Amen. More, yeah, more isn't better, right? We're, we're used to thinking more is better, but more isn't better. It's about progress and slow progress beats no progress every time. I know you believe that, Teresa. Uh, yes, that's one of my favorite mantras. It's not about getting everything done. Focus on getting the right things done and doing them well. Plus, as you've said many times, Megan, crossing things off your list makes you feel good. I mean, it's like a shot of uh, endorphins to cross, yes, <laughs> cross really anything is. off my list. Okay, step four probably won't be a surprise. Many people, unless you've been living under a rock, have heard about time blocking, right? Step four is to block your time. Those are those very important appointments you make with yourself. Blocking your time means setting aside a certain number of hours or minutes for only one task. That's right. I said one, not 20 tasks, one task. Working in this manner will allow you to block off your time, attention, and focus from other things to concentrate on completing one task or project. Your aim is for focused action. Break your projects into small increments of time on your calendar. Working in short time blocks keeps distractions at a minimum and allows you to focus better. So time blocking works really well for me, and it allows me to track my time to see how much time I'm investing in each task. Fair warning though, time blocking takes experience and practice. When you schedule too much time for a task, you end up taking longer to complete your work. But if you dedicate too little time to a project, you're going to at risk failing to meet your goals. That's true. That's why step three is to avoid over planning, right? I don't know anybody, as I mentioned earlier, who plans too little. The beauty of time blocking is it helps you stay honest to what you can actually accomplish in the time you've set aside for it. If you've not time blocked before, you may get a little frustrated at first, but don't worry, that's normal. In the beginning, you're essentially collecting information about how you work. This is new data, which Megan loves, that you can then use to plan better for next time. 
Also, be conscious of the hours that you're most productive. Schedule the most high-priority task during that block of time. That actually reminds me of the phrase, eat that frog. When it comes to time management and productivity, eating a frog means tackling your least desirable but most important task early in the day. This forces you to complete the most critical task at the onset of your day, which prevents procrastination. Now, quick side note, as a vegan, I really dislike this reference, but I totally understand the spirit behind it. <laughs> now, while Teresa and I are most productive in the mornings, we both know people who are on fire at night. So you may eat your frog in the evening. The point is to plan your most important task during the time that you're most productive. Oh yeah, thanks for mentioning that. There's no right or wrong way to work. There's your way. Work when your willpower and energy are at their highest and you'll be a productive force. As they say to each their own, you can't do what's best for others, you gotta do what works for you. Well, Teresa, I think we've made it to step number five. We sure have. Now, out of all the steps we've gone through so far, I think this is the most important, but I also think it's the one that most people are likely to skip over. So I'll tell you what it is, and then I'll make my argument. Step five is to schedule breaks into your routine, and people don't like to hear that, right? I, I'm on a roll, and I just want to keep going for hours and hours. Well, your brain needs regular breaks to function at its highest capacity throughout the day. Don't expect to crush your goals if you're not taking brief rest periods to keep your momentum moving forward. First, as you plan your day, make sure you schedule time for lunch. I encourage you to block out your lunchtime as a recurring event every day on your calendar. This way, you don't plan something over it and forget to eat. That's what I used to do. In the event that you need to take a meeting at your scheduled lunchtime, You'll see it on your calendar and will be reminded to just reschedule your lunch block. I do that and it really works for me. You should also schedule breaks within your time blocks and between them. Use the Pomodoro technique for this. Lifehacker wrote a great article on it. It's probably my favorite Pomodoro article actually. But the method works as follows. Break your work times into 25-minute chunks then take a five-minute break between each of those 25-minute blocks. After four cycles, take a longer break, about 15 to 25 minutes. Now, I'm not talking about working on other projects or doing chores during these breaks. You want to stay in the zone and maintain your focus. So breaks more are getting up and stretching and taking a short walk, listening to music, things like that. You want to give your brain a short respite from the task at hand, but not entirely switch your focus to other endeavors. Have you ever Pomodoro'd, Megan? Here's the thing. I don't actually <laughs> follow the Pomodoro. I can't even say that word. Is it Pomodoro? Pomodoro. Pomodoro? Ay, ay, ay. No wonder I don't follow it. I can't say it. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. <laughs> anyway, I don't follow the Pomodoro method, but I do take frequent breaks throughout my day. 
I think I've talked about that before, how uh, like sometimes at lunch I'll take two hours, actually almost every day I take two hours. And how I take breaks depends on the task at hand and the time of day. For instance, if I'm writing, 25 minutes would kill my concentration. So if it's the morning, I tend to work for about 80 minutes solid before I take a break. Now, if it's in the afternoon, there's a totally different story. I work in shorter time increments because my energy is actually lower in the afternoon and so is my attention span. So I actually need to take more breaks to keep up my concentration level. Like Teresa said before, you make these concepts work for you. These are proven things you can do to increase your productivity, but you may need to modify them based on your personality, your health, or even your preferences. So Teresa, what are your final thoughts on how to plan your day? So here's the thing. Life happens. Everything doesn't always go as planned, and that's okay. Starting with a schedule, though, gives you the best chance of accomplishing the most. So it's worth doing even if your day or week doesn't turn out quite what you hoped it to be. What's so great about these powerful steps for planning your day are that they keep you focused but aren't inflexible. They allow for downtime. They offer you peace of mind through manageable and planned action. And they prove you don't need more hours in a day, just more focused time. That was such valuable information. I hope that everybody really listens to this podcast maybe one more time just to let it sink in because yeah, planning your day is is so important and now you've given them a process to figure out how to plan their day so they have no excuse. <laughs> That's it for today. If you missed something, be sure to check out the show notes at MessyDeskPodcast.com. And if you like what you heard, please subscribe to the podcast and share this episode with a friend. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next week on the Messy Desk Podcast. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to subscribe to the Messy Desk Podcast and leave us a review. We're interested in what you're interested in. So email us at MessyDeskPodcast at gmail.com with your topic suggestions and questions. And most importantly, stay messy because that's where the growth, progress, and magic happen. I am on fire early in the week. My energy and my willpower are also high. Ugh. I think we're high. <laughs> I think we're high today. Yes, there we go. Yeah. <laughs>